to the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Trevor's playing up before we start, hence why we're late. Um, welcome to a semi-final night. It is where oh, all our season 20... <laughs> uh, it's everything lies on this game our whole season lies on this game it's Arsenal versus Villarreal the second leg we will touch on Newcastle and other bits and pieces um, old man Trev uh, welcome to the show uh, honestly you're messing about and trying to send me whatsapps and everything else you've, you've delayed me I, I, we should have been on live about a minute and a half ago Fergus take that back now Take it back or I'm coming no. to your house no. now. No. Me and you are going to have a roll in the car park, son. Best man wins. <laughs> you were, People, we are late because Fergus couldn't find the team lineup, And I bet he still ain't found it now. Fergus, go on then, you, you, Billy Big Balls. I haven't, the I team haven't got now, it go yet. I haven't got it. Because you haven't got it, have you? And that's why we're late. No, I haven't. haven't. Got it. I'm already nervous. I'm already grumpy. I'm already can't wait for the game. I've been to the toilet 17 times today. I'm drained. I need the game to be on, and you're giving me our time. Pack it in. Move on. Come on. Up the Arsenal. The toilet. To be fair, Trev, the toilet thing's your age. He's piped up. It's Big T. Tony, how are you? We had a really good chat last night because um, we've always spoken neither on WhatsApp and um, on, on these podcasts, but we had a good chat last night and I really enjoyed it, getting to know you a bit more and everything else. How are you keeping, mate? All good, mate. All good. Um, yeah, looking forward to tonight. A bit nervous, but um, yeah, looking forward to tonight. And um, yeah, I must say it was a rather enjoyable chat last night, mate, between myself and, uh, and, uh, and obviously ones truly. Yes, and you stepped out or failed miserably to get your AirPods to work with your computer. Yeah, they're, they're in the back garden somewhere. I launched them out the window. They were. Uh, <laughs> I, I did get them to work today, but um, there was a yeah poor connection and poor sound quality, so I reverted back to the uh, wide wide version. Well, I have got Heineken what? with me because when we have Heineken with us. It's all about the Champions League, isn't it? So uh, it's a little bit of an omen. It's worked for most of the games. The last game we played against Villarreal. I didn't have a Heineken with me. Um, I don't know if people... Are, I may have a reputation or something like that, but I, it doesn't really run in my family at all, Dan, does it? Um, Dan knows my <laughs> nephew. <laughs> Unfortunately so. <laughs> so does your liver. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, how are you, Dan? You all right? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm, uh, like the rest of us, very nervous about tonight, but looking forward to it, hopefully. Hoping for the best. We shall see. It hands a Paul's Paul Brown's uh, comment. This uh, retro shirt is under the retro section of Arsenal's uh, um, on on their website, but uh, the the sizes do come up small, or at least that's what I'm saying because of lockdown. Um, right, listen, we're not really interested. We we will touch very very briefly on the Newcastle game. Aubameyang scored uh, a fantastic goal um, uh, with a great assist from Martinelli. Um, it's his first goal since he was out with malaria, and El Nenny also scored a screamer. Dan, I'll go to you first. What did you make of that? Like more or less the the, the first half performances, um, you know, Abamyang's goal and the Martinelli assist, and then El Nenny's goal. What, what, just on that sort of yeah, um, just sentences. just a very professional performance, wasn't it? You know, got the job done. Didn't didn't really look in trouble at any point. Good to see Aubameyang back amongst the goals, especially ahead of tonight. And uh, yeah, Martinelli very impressive, and hopefully he can have an impact tonight off the bench. 
Uh, Tony, uh, your thoughts on the game. Plus, also, if you need to come back on here again, you need to grow a beard, apparently, because it's just it's just not on. Uh, Trules hey, I, said, I've, been try- I've been trying for years to grow one. Every time I open the window, it just, it just sort of blows off. <laughs> what did you, what did you make of it? And and you look at David Louise's injury um, uh, as well. What, what what did you make of the the game overall? Uh, well, I'm going to be brutally honest. I, di- I didn't watch the whole game. Um, I was nope. in the doghouse a bit with the missus, so I decided to put some. Um, to, I decided to put some family time in. In um, took the kids to surfing for the day, so I only caught the last 15, 20 minutes of the game. Um, what I see of it, we were pretty comfortable. Um, it was it was a game which didn't really have nothing to play for. Um, I didn't think either side really looked that great, um, but from what I see, we was comfortable and deservedly. And deservedly won. Um, it was good to see a Bamiyang score because I think that will, will will give him the confidence that he needs going into tonight's game. Um, obviously, I like Martinelli. I like you know it's good to see him get some more minutes under his belt. Disappointing not to play tonight, but I do think our bench is going to um, have a big part to play in, in tonight's uh, proceedings. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I mean uh, Ryan as well looked comfortable, confident. Um, he looked confident, comfortable in goal, uh, and I think he's a great backup keeper. I'd like to sign him full time. Uh, in the summer, uh, and then the Louise injury—it's it's one of those. If he doesn't play, if he doesn't play, people moment he's not getting some minutes and a, and a run out for the end of the season. So an injury like that can always happen, and it's just unlucky, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, there's there's a few positives, but ultimately, let's be honest, that our whole season now hinges on on 90 minutes, um, yeah. and whether maybe, we turn up or not. Maybe longer, but definitely 90 minutes for sure. Trev, they're the longest two sentences I've ever heard in my life. Don't you think? God, he can rattle on tongue, can't he? Hey, I just stayed awake. I just stayed awake. (laughs) I I nearly dropped off, but uh, what did he say? What did he say? I weren't. I don't know. I I, I gave up listening about fifteen minutes in, mate. Honestly. So, what 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 did you make of the Newcastle game, and in particular, um, uh, Leno and Ryan? who did you prefer seeing the two performances and, and what did you think Leno done better or worse uh, than Ryan or vice versa? You see, Fergus, you're not going to lead me into an argument with you about Leno and Ryan. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, no, that's, 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 that's not the, that's not but, the objective. But, Listen, I have opinions, I, but I, I I'm don't. Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. You ask me the question, I'll give you an answer, right? I thought that Ryan looked very good. Not only did Ryan look very good, I thought the defence, the defence in front of Ryan, looked looked very comfortable. And I th- I th- if I'm honest, I think they looked a bit more comfortable than I've seen them with Leno. But it's only one game. It was Newcastle. Newcastle didn't play that well, so you can't draw a lot from it. What I did like, what I really liked, was when the short ball wasn't on, he did it to El Nenny once or twice. El Nenny was demanding the ball short. And he had players around him, and Ryan was going, "Now nah, on your bike, get up the field. I'm going to roof it because this short ball is not on." And I thought Ryan did that very well at the weekend. I thought he, he knew when to play the short ball, and more importantly, he knew when not to. I think that the boys are both right about it. it was it was it looked very comfortable. I didn't think Newcastle really troubled us at all. I thought we played really well and looked 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 in control all game really. And and I sort of sided with Heath a little bit. Heath put a keep. Although I don't talk to Heath really because he called me the Colonel, but um, Heath put a comment on earlier about about Albamiang, and, and I have to sort of agree with with Heath. Um, Albamiang looked better; he looked much better, but he wasn't back to his best, not by a long shot. Albamiang wasn't back to his best, 
I'm just ignoring that. So let's hope he continues to improve tonight, eh? And uh, gets another tapping. Because he may be flying through the air against Newcastle, but it was a tapping. It was only for, like two foot out. To, be, wasn't it? to so be honest, it's, it's, it, it was the. It, it was the pre-assist from Odegaard and then the assist from Martinelli where all the hard work was done. We, uh, we yeah, don't we have, have pre-assist, Fergus. There's no such you know thing as a pre-assist. You know what want pre, pre, pre-assists. Hey? Well, that, that you know, the only pre you want to remember, <laughs> the only pre you want to remember is pre preparation, preparation for this show. Then we can come live on air on time and you won't blame me, will you? I'm right oh. on one tonight. This game is doing my head in. I need a beer. I do. I need to be watching a stream tonight. <laughs> well, Jesus as I said, Christ. I have Heineken in hand. We are the champions. <laughs> uh, listen, let's crack on to the, the game that really matters, and then we'll talk about some other things, including including saving the Guna fanzine, which uh, Dan will talk about a little bit more as well. Um, tonight's game, Kieran Tierney, uh, I think, I don't know, he hasn't made the starting lineup. Uh, we've got Shaq at left back. Um and uh, we've got Mary Holding and Bellerin across the front of Leno. Uh, Odegaard and Party. It's a, a strange setup there in the midfield, but probably the best option he's got and the strongest option he's got. Smithrow, Pepe, Saka, and um, Amiang. Um, thoughts on that lineup, please, Dan? Um, well, I think we'll see a few players in different positions. I think Saka will be at left back and we'll see Xhaka in midfield with uh, Odegaard pushed further on. Um, but I think, yeah, we were discussing this before we went live, and I think it's probably the strongest team, Bartini, that he's got available to him at the moment. And um, it's good to see there's not, you know, we saw some tinkering last week and, you know, players, you know, without without a striker on the pitch. And it's good to see him go back to a side that he knows he can trust and, and the best side he's got available at the moment. Mm. Um, Tony, thoughts on this lineup? Um I think, yeah, just to reiterate what Dan just said, I think it's a, a, a probably strongest lineup that we can have at the moment. Um, I'm I'm still not 100% sure, actually, in, in Shaka. I thought this was going to be more Saka playing wing-back. Um, yeah, I, I personally would have had Shaka in the middle, but in terms of personnel, it probably is our strongest strongest 11 players we can possibly pick. Uh, there's arguments, obviously, for Lacazette up top. Obviously, with the youngsters, he's link-up play and hold-up plays, obviously, a lot better than Aubameyang's. Um, look, at the end of the day, the players will go out there and do a job. Um, it doesn't matter which players were picked tonight. They've just got to go out there, give 100% and play for the badge. If they do that, I'm pretty confident, and well, I am confident that we'll go out and win the game. Um, but again, it's the, it's the old adage, it's the big question, what Arsenal will turn up tonight. Uh, to be honest, I heard, um, I can't remember what the comedian's name was. He was on uh, Talk Sport this afternoon. And he said, um, you know what, Arsenal can go out. He wouldn't, I said, I wouldn't be surprised for 4-0 four, four up by half half time. He said, equally, I wouldn't be surprised for a 3-0 down by half time. And, and and that sums up, I think, where you're coming from, um, Tony, in, in the sense that if what Arsenal turns up. Trev, um, we have... Tierney, Gabriel, Lacazette, Williams, Suarez, Chambers, Nelson, Elneny, Nketiah, Martinelli, Ryan, and Unquoku. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, on the bench. Um, can you see Tierney getting a run out then? Or how, 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 what's your thoughts on this? Um, I'm, I'm really surprised that Tierney's not playing from the start, Fergus. If he's got half a game in him, I'd rather see him play that half a game from the start. And get us off to the right to the right start. So, uh, I, I'd like to see Tierney start if he's got any football in him. 
Um, Heath, Heath is now my best mate, by the way. Thank you, Heath. I love you, pal. Best mate. I, I can't alcohol, see him lining way, up like that. <laughs> I can't see him um, lining up as that shows on that graphic, Fergus. I'm sure it'll be... Oh, well, I would think it'll be sacred left back. But it'd be interesting to get the lads' view. If they did line up like that, with Smith Rowe playing a bit deeper with Party. I don't know if I'd be that upset. I'd be worried about Xhaka at left back again after his performance last time against Villarreal. But I don't know if I'd be that upset if Smith Rowe played a bit deeper alongside Partey and we had Pepe, Saka and Odegaard just in front. So, yeah, as the boys have said, that is the best 11 we could pick. If anyone goes on social media tomorrow or tonight and says he's not picked the best side, then they've got no idea because that is the best that's available. I mean, and by God, I hope it's good enough to do the job because I oh I hate these games. I'll only watch half of tonight's game, you know me. I'll only watch half of it. I can't bear it. I'm a nightmare. I'm an absolute nightmare. Seen some good video footage. Unfortunately, I can't share it on here of uh, the team being welcomed in on the Holloway Road by lots of Arsenal fans. Uh, there has been some noise and protest down there, but in, in the main, I think there's been a lot of support for the team and seeing them come in. You know, Villarreal won the first league, uh, the first leg two one, and Nicholas Party, who's getting a start again, um, you know, he gave us the away goal, Dan, and that second half penalty. How important is that uh, away Bruce? goal in this? Boys, time? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute, boys! <laughs> when did we sign this new player? And Dan, you're and a Nicholas, journalist. When did we Nicholas sign Pepe, Nicholas Pepe. I've not read about Nicholas it. Nicholas Pepe, sorry. Have I missed something? Oh, he's, he's ruining me tonight. He is ruining me tonight. He's got to want it out. He's Come the on, Stan. Spend some more money, son. Before <laughs> a new bloke. <laughs> well, he's, it, it, he's apparently got two feet rather than Pepe's only got one. <laughs> That was a question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's so rudely interrupted. How important was that away goal to keep us into this tie? Like I know it, it sounds a pretty obvious mm. question, but you know, two-one having the final leg at home, it does give us a really good fighting chance of of progressing further. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I said last week on Pepe that I thought you know he he was going to be one of the important players. He has been throughout the knockout stage. He scored some important goals, and I think. The one he scored last week is probably the most important of the bunch because it, it gives you that bit of hope. The away goal gives you a massive amount of hope for the second leg. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it, it felt like, you know, that goal meant we took something from the game. If we'd have gone in at, at, at 2-0 down into the second leg, I think we would have been, you know, really, really panicking. So it was a massive, massive moment. Um Trevor uh, Heath is—he's now your best friend, but I'm—I'm I'm not very happy with him now. He—he's gone Heinz Martinez Fergus. <laughs> I've got Trules gone Fergus. Who? You know, it, I, I, these people are—you know—I'm a little bit nervous about tonight. Please be gentle with me. I'm and I'm also old. And look at all that grey in the beard. It's obviously old. Obviously not as old as the Colonel, but we'll see. Um, Tony. Uh, Arteta said that it's not just a big win for the team, it's a huge, uh, sorry, not a, a big game for the team, it's a huge game for the club uh, and to show progression. Um, how big is this for this squad, this team, uh, this manager, uh, our club? I think the game tonight, 90 minutes, is absolutely huge, both for the short-term and long-term future of Arsenal Football Club. Um, because if we don't win tonight and don't end up winning this Europa League, I think we will just fall further and further into uh, mediocrity. Um, I think we'll fall further and further behind our rivals, and I think it will take decades to catch up. Um, 
with them. I think it's, it's ultimately win or bust tonight, not just for Arteta, but also a number of players. I think Arteta and a number of players are playing for their futures at this club. Um, I, I think it's huge. I, I think that the, this 90 minutes is absolutely huge um, for everyone connected with Arsenal Football Club. I, I think there's a lot of people that don't realise just how big um, tonight is. It's, if we had an owner, if we go back to an owner, yeah. an owner that, like Chelsea, if we had an owner that was going, you know what, a year out of Europe's not bad because we know the owner will come in, he'll invest, he shows interest in the club, he's got passion for the club and he's, he's you know, he really cares about the club. Then you go, a year out of Europe's good. Um, but we've got an owner that won't care about that. He doesn't ultimately give a, a monkey about any of his sports teams, let's be honest. So for us, it's not the same situation as Chelsea and people have got to stop comparing us to Chelsea because we haven't got the same owners you know, uh, Abramovich is heavily invested into Chelsea. Both, um, you know, he's there every week. He loves the club. He, you know, he's invested a lot of money into the club. And he wants, he's got that ruthlessness that we may not all like it, but he's got a ruthlessness because he wants Chelsea to succeed. And by succeeding, that's winning trophies. Stan Kroenke hasn't got that same ambition. He hasn't got that same drive. So for us, a year out of Europe is not good because we need the money. We're desperate for that. And, and, and I think there's a lot of people underplaying tonight. I think tonight is huge for us, short-term and long-term future. Trev, um, we reached the Europa League uh, final uh, three, uh, technically three seasons ago uh, in 2019 under the Villarreal uh, boss Unai Emery. We are beaten 4-1, not that I want to remind you of it so much, but how do you compare this side in comparison to that side? And do you think we're in a stronger position now than we were then? at the semi-final stage, and then you can extrapolate it forward if you want. Well, Fergus, that th there's not a comparison, really. We, all the players that the fans and we thought should go since that final, most of them are now gone, yeah? So we are a different team. And, and, and that pleases me in one way, but it worries me in another way because we've still got too many bad games in us and you start to wonder why. But what I'm not going to do tonight, Fergus, and I told you this before the show started, mate. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to speculate on, on on what's gone on in the past and about owners and about anything else tonight very much because for me it's all about tonight's game. I've had nothing else on my mind all day. I've had nothing else. I, I saw I went on social media this morning and I saw one person had put that they hoped Arsenal lose because it would see the back of Arteta. And I blocked that person immediately. I blocked that person immediately. And I've not been on social media all day since because I thought I'm going to end up getting myself banned from every social media platform there is, right? Because you got to remember, if you're a real Arsenal fan, you're not thinking about nothing else today, Fergus. You're not thinking about owners or captains or, or, or managers. You're thinking about reaching a cup final. And as Tony said, a really, really important cup final. The most important game we've played in years because if we don't win this game tonight, the decline continues. The decline continues. And it can't continue for much longer because if the decline for, continues for much longer, then the consequences don't bear thinking about. You know, so Tony is exactly right. It's a very, very important game tonight. I'm not sure fans, some fans are grasping, are grasping just what this means to Arsenal Football Club. It's huge. If we're not in Europe next season, we don't rebuild as quickly as we will do if we're in Europe. We need to be there. 
We need to win tonight. We've got the players to do it. We've got the performances in us to do it, but we've also got the performances in us not to do it. It's a, we've got to keep our fingers crossed and hope that proper team turns up and, and we go through and we're all right. Uh, so I don't know what to say, Fergus. I'm, if, I'm completely in a if, mess tonight. The old man is in a mess tonight, mate. I'll get like <laughs> it before the semi-final. When we played in the Wonder Metropolitano three years ago, right, and we, we lost the second leg 1-0, the game of the semi-final of the Europa League. We played in the Wanderer Metropolitano in, in Madrid against Atletico, and that was the game Koscielny got seriously injured in. I, I I can't remember that game. I was at that game. I was in Madrid. I was at that game. But I was that nervous all day. I was that drunk. I can't remember it. Unbelievable. It's it's massive, this game. Massive. I bet you're the one that kicked off with the police after the game as well, weren't you, Trev? I, I could well have been, but I can't remember, Tony. I don't <laughs> uh, listen Dan look listen not counting our chickens or anything like that but should we be fortunate enough to get through into the final and we have to go to Gdansk or Wembley or wherever it might be because there's a lot, a lot of talk about moving the Champions League and possibly uh, then subsequently if it wasn't all English um, Europa League final they'll probably move the, both of them to whatever stadium is this squad good enough to beat Manchester United, who who are almost qualified already? Well, I don't. If I remember rightly, correct me if I'm wrong. We've, I don't think we've lost them this season, have we? And I don't think we even conceded a goal against them. So it's it's doable. I mean, we've got you know. I think we've got big game players that, that have proven that in the past. You look at Aubameyang and his record in in finals and semi finals. You look at the performances people like Saka and Pepe have put in for, during these knockout stages when we needed them to come up big. Even someone like Gabriel, you scored a really important goal against Olympiacos, if I remember rightly. So, you know, we've, we've got, we, we can do it. You know, we can beat Man United. But as you say, we've we've got to uh, got to get there first, haven't we? Yeah, Tony, uh, this lineup here is another one I found on Twitter. Um is that more what you think, which would be a three at the back of Shaka, Mari, Holding? And then we got Saka and Bellerin as wing-backs with Partey and Smith-Rowe uh, pulling the strings in the middle. And then you got Odegaard, Aubameyang and Pepe up top. Do you think that's more like what will come out, Tony? Yeah, I thought I thought that was probably closer to what it's going to be tonight. But um, I, I must admit, I've seen three or four lineups, so... With Arter, it could be uh, it could be anything, mate. Um, but that's the initial one that I see, and that's the one I thought or was my thinking in, in how we were going to play tonight. Um, again, because I've seen a few, we'll have to obviously wait to the start of the game to see exactly how we're lining up. Um, you, but yeah, you just said there with Arteta, um, you don't know how he's going to line them up. You don't know what eleven players he's going to pick. Uh, where are you on on um, like you know setting on a a core set of players, and I've always said about eight players, and you interchange a couple of others depending on who your opposition are. Where are you? Who who would you have as your key eight players then? Um, well, with the squad that we've got available, um, you've obviously got Leno in goal. Um, I still think Shaka, whether people like him or don't, whatever, but he's he's still our best midfielder by a country mile, and that sort of shows you. Um, where we're at with, uh, as a football club that he's still our main man in midfield and we notice when he's not in midfield we notice it, the difference so much now again whether people like him or don't that's that's irrelevant at the end of the day the fact is he is our best midfielder and I think that sort of shows you like I say the, the 
where we're at as a club and the decline over the years because we've gone from having main players like you know your Rowcastles and your Davises to your Vieiras and Petit, uh, and obviously through the years even Fabregas, and now we're at a level where Shaka's all right, and I, I I do like him, and I do think he gets a lot of unfair criticism, but also at the end of the day I'm a realist and I know that he's nowhere near good enough to take us back to the to the level that us fans want. We want to get back top four, and unfortunately in the time he's been there, he, he's not good enough. He's what Dan just said there about big game players when you look at over the years of big game players Shaka delivers you know when you look at the cup finals against Chelsea people were worried he had Kansi in his pocket you know Man City he was super he's got it in his locker to do it on his day but again he, he just typifies Arsenal as a club over the last five or six years you just don't know what you're going to get you know one game he's going to be world class and another game he's going to be absolutely crap and the problem is you just don't know which one's going to turn up Totally agree. So you got you got Leno and Shaka. Who's your other six players, five players? Um, I, I actually like I like Mari. I think he's a decent player. Um, I don't think he's world class, but I think he he's good enough. I think he's one of those that needs a partner. I think he could he could form a really good partnership with someone, possibly even Saliba when he comes back. Um, Tierney, I, I would still get in. Um, Shaka and Party would still walk in. Um, yeah. Again, part Party, I've been a big fan of him, and I've called for us to sign him for about the last three or four years. Um, since he's come to Arsenal, he has been a bit of a disappointment. He hasn't lived up to the hype and he hasn't lived up to, to me calling for us to sign him over the years. Um, I think he will get better and he's shown in the Champions League he's good enough. He's just unfortunately not not hit the ground running at Arsenal. Um, again, Aubameyang, I think you've still got to play him uh, up top. Um, I'd still have Lacazette in the team because I think he makes us a better team. Um, and Saka. Saka's another one I think he walks in. Um but again, are they good enough to take us back to where we want at the moment? The, the answer is, you know, no. Collectively, it's no. I do think we've got some good players. But when we're missing key ingredients, uh, as in mentality, leadership, um, a bit of physicality, a bit of pace and power, ultimately. Um, and it sort of shows you why we, we've dropped off um, on their day. They're good, but Trev? consistently over the season, they're not good enough. Trev, who would you interchange or add or change from that group like smith Rowe didn't get a mention i probably yeah. would have smith Rowe over lacquer because lacquer or over one of the two are going to go i wouldn't i don't think that lacquer and alba play playing the same side for me it's either no. either lacquer or alba i don't think they play in the same side i don't think jacker and party should play in the same side i think if we're going to go with party then jacker moves on and we get someone a little bit more creative than than Xhaka, plays a bit more forward balls. I've got no bone to pick with, with Xhaka on the field, really. He is the best we've got. Tony's dead right, but he ain't good enough. He's not good enough. And I know I'm old style and I know I get some stick for it. I still can't forget what he did. I can't help it. That's me. You ask me mm. an opinion, I'll give me it. Too. I can't forget what he did. Uh, and so yeah. and so, I'd like to see Xhaka on his way. I mean, when we looked at that lineup earlier, someone put Smith-Rowe playing a bit deeper. Who's to say Smith Rowe won't develop into a bit of a deeper player, you know? He's certainly got the energy and the size for it. Um, so Smith, yeah, Smith Rowe's got to be added to that list that Tony gave us because Smith Rowe is the future. He's, he's burst into this side. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, this summer, to, to, coming away from, from picking the eight we've got, saying what I'd like to see us add, I'd like to see us add two midfielders and possibly a right back, to be honest with you, Fergus. And then I think what else we've got would show an improvement. Mm, that, um, sorry, sorry, Ferg. I, I did, just to cut in on you, Dan, I didn't realise the question, obviously, there. They wouldn't be necessarily the players I'd keep and would be, it's just the here and now, 
they're the players I think are sort of unfortunately yeah, the, established. The, the, going, going forward, going forward, obviously the sun summer's going to be a big overhaul, and I do think we need to change that list because you know Smith Rowe will come into that list, but for the here and now, I think they're the established stars. Unfortunately, no, I, I think you got the question now, right. Berg. Berg. No, no, no. changed his tune now. The old man's spoken. The old man's spoken, and he's changed his tune. Big tone. Big tone's turned it Top. round. <laughs> Tony, you interpreted the question right. Was uh, we can figure out what Arteta's thinking about his starting eleven? What would your core be behind that, Dan? Anything to add on that one? Well, I think I, I'm, I'm. I've been sat the whole time trying to think of eight that I'd have, you know, as as regular starters, <clears throat> and I can't. I can't think of eight, and I think that's the problem Arteta's having. I think he yep. he hasn't he hasn't got a a solid enough squad to have those regular players to build the team around. I think, you know, there's maybe four or five, Tierney, Saka, Smith-Rowe, Partey. Um, but bar that, you know, who who would you consider as someone you'd keep long-term and be a regular long-term? There aren't there aren't many players there, unfortunately. And that, that is the problem Arteta's having. Mm, no, no, I, I I totally agree. I, would, I just wanted to get your guys, uh, you, you guys, your opinion on it. Um, listen, uh, th- this year, like the game's huge. Um, I can't really think about the game too much until it starts at eight o'clock. But you know what is huge as well as fifty years ago, uh, Arsenal won the double, um, and it started at White Hart Lane on May the third. Uh, Trevor was there, who was forty-four at the time. Um, <laughs> And uh, you know he he remembers it there with it his fifteen <laughs> kids. Fergus, it didn't start at White Hart Lane. It ended at White Hart Lane. That was the correct, game that won us the season, right? I know I'm correct, don't I? I know I'm correct. I'm not stupid. Hey, oh, listen, mm. I, I I don't remember a lot about the season. Because I was only eight years old. I went to about a dozen games that season. I could only go when my uncle would take me. And he couldn't go to every game. So I could only go when my uncle would take me. I wasn't allowed to go to YR Lane. My mum said I'd probably get killed in the crush. And she was probably right, in fairness. And I didn't go to Wembley. But what I do say is that that season, that, that team gave me every single one of my early heroes. Every, every player in that team was one of my heroes as a young kid, you know. What what they did was remarkable. People forget that the season before, they won the Fairs Cup, but they only finished 12th in the league. No, they weren't pushing for the league title the year before. They finished 12th. They came from nowhere. We hadn't won nothing since 1953, and that team just chilled together. And there, there were stars in there, but there weren't really any superstars. They just had proper players who played for the badge. It weren't about... I don't. It, nothing was about money in them days. They just loved playing for the Arsenal. They all used to take their kids to the to training and to the stadium, you know. And you listen to George Armstrong, God rest him. His his daughter Jill, she's a lovely lady. Follow her on Twitter and listen to what she says about growing up. I'm so jealous of her. She had a lovely upbringing, you know. She was she was brought up a part of the Arsenal family. And what people also forget is that season we won a double, right? We played 64 games. 64 games, Fergus. And a few of the players played in every single game. There was no putting a reserve team out in the League Cup or the FA Cup. If you were in the first team, you played. And they never got mo- they never moaned or complained about it. There were people who said, oh, yeah, they play a lot of football. But they never moaned about it. They just played every week because they loved playing for the Arsenal. We had a fantastic manager. 
Bertie Meat, who, who once he was a physio, he wasn't even a footballer, he was a physio, I think, you know, and he came and managed the side. So, and it's 50 years this week, that's why I'm wearing this shirt because I can't claim to be at that final or that last game at Tottenham. I wish I could, I can't, but what I can say is that was December, December 70 was my first game, and I went to about a dozen games that season, and that made me the Arsenal fan I am a day, and that, that's why I said earlier. If you've got anything else on your mind, apart from Arsenal winning a semi-final tonight, then just look at yourself, right? Just look at yourself and reel it in a little bit and leave social media alone, right? And let the, the fans support the team tonight. Just do it for tonight. Just, you know, just support the football team. Let's not hear any of this stuff that's going to divide us. Let's all together. And you see, what you've, in them days, we never had social media, Fergus. So what used to happen... You used to go and watch a game of football and, you know, you'd have a chat afterwards for half an hour, but then that was it. You didn't see them till the following week or during the week you'd see them once or twice. So there's none of this social media every day getting on their backs, you know. So, but tonight's important. Well, Tre- 71 this Tre- week, the 50th anniversary is wonderful. But we've, we've got to you remember tonight is about the players. And- we've got to support them. You could go down the bank of friendship and mingle with it with, with the players themselves. Tony, um, I know it's well before uh, your era. I was only born in '71, um, so it was obviously a fantastic year. Hence, why uh, Trevor's got a commemorative sh- shirt with '71 on it because of me. Um, but uh, you know, what what have you looked back at some of the videos that um, that uh, that Trevor's mentioned and stuff like that? Well, what's your, what's your thoughts on the importance of one winning the league? at our um, rivals, our main rivals' ground, and then doing it again in 2004, obviously, which you probably were at, but 50 years on. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I always think that being a football fan, you should know your, your team's history, um, traditions, um, values. Um, it's part and parcel of being a football fan. I think it doesn't matter which club you support, whether you're winning silverware or in the lower leagues, you should know who you are, what you are, and who you represent. Um, looking Absolutely. back at obviously looking back historically, it's great that you win the league titles. There's certain games in my life at 33 that, or a lot of my friends think I was born in the wrong era as a football fan. I should have been around in the 70s and 80s. You know, I was I was that I was I was a fan that was. Are you a hooligan? Not necessarily a hooligan, but just <laughs> loves a beer. Obviously, loves I'm only the joking. Stuff. Don't worry, don't um, move on. I was. Yeah, I yeah, was. yeah. Move, move, move on from that one, boys. Um, but yeah, I was sort of born, born in the wrong era, and it wasn't just about obviously winning trophies for me. It was being with people who are proper Arsenal. That doesn't necessarily mean when the phrase "proper" gets uh, misused a lot of the time. It's not about whether you go to every single game. Obviously, being a proper fan, you know, being able to go to every single game, obviously, it makes you. To a, to a certain extent, more important. But being a proper fan is about, you know, knowing the values of the club, supporting the club through thick and thin. You know, some of the comments that Trev's alluded to today on the, on social media, that's not a proper fan. You know, it, even in my days when I was calling for Wenger's head, you know, and saying it was time to move on, never, ever did I want us to lose just to be proven right. I always wanted to be proven wrong. I always wanted to, him to change my mind and turn around and stick his fingers up and say, yeah, you know, you was wrong. You know, never, ever do you want your team to lose. Um, so yeah, for me, you know, historically, I wish I was around in certain events in time. I think it's great, um, and I think fans should should know their history, um, and they should be Agreed. should be should be fortunate enough to know the history that we've got. I was um, I was a late comer to to Arsenal. It's only when I met my wife um, 
Uh, I've been following Arsenal now for, what, 27 years. Um, so, yeah, I did come in at the end of Bruce Riach and then into George Graham. So I, I've been fortunate enough to follow them in more or less. Fucking hell, glory enough. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, but 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 it's true. And, and, and listen, I didn't get to go to see many games. My first game I went to see was against Bradford, Bradford City in 1999. I did get to go to Highbury and I was exactly like... Um, Treb said when he went as a kid and saw Highbury, the green bays of grass. I just fell in love with it that day. And 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 then the atmosphere and the noise and the swearing, just like Tony there uh, on, on on the North Bank, um, was it, I, I just I just love it. I loved all the atmosphere and everything else. And then I became a season ticket holder about 10, 10 years ago. So it doesn't it, it the, the 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 true fan, real fan thing is is about supporting the club. It's not necessarily how many games you go to. It's it, it's supporting the club through thick and thin, and supporting the club through thick and thin, uh, Dan, is something that the Gooners done since 1987. Um, uh, we there's some artwork there that the Gooner have uh, put up. The Gooner has been saved. Dan, could you talk to me a little bit more about the Gooner, please? Yeah, well, it's it's obviously been a difficult time for a lot of publications and businesses over the past year with, with the pandemic and and whatnot and. You know, even before that, it was a tough time for the Gooner. Every season, we'd have to we'd have to look to save it. Um, but we got the good news this morning that it has the long term future of the Gooner has been secured. So yeah, just want to say a big thank you to uh, every every single subscriber and every everybody that supported the Gooner over the past, you know, not just the past year but the past thirty odd years. It's it's fantastic, and we really couldn't do it without you. We've got some big exciting plans coming up. Our next edition is going to honour the uh, the the fiftieth anniversary of the double winners. Um, so we've got lots of exciting things coming up, but yeah, it's just just brilliant news to to be able to save it. Yeah, um, it's it's quite funny that Trules, who's probably one of our most uh, avid followers, he's all the way over Norway, and he fell in love with Arsenal. I'd uh, start supporting Arsenal because of magaz and a magazine that his brother bought him about Liam Brady. Um, you know, and then you got get your Gooner and the Gooner fanzine. Trev, you've been getting the Gooner for years, haven't you? Yeah, I used to buy it when I come out of Arsenal Station. Get your gooner, get your gooner. But I, it's and, and now I'm so pleased it's been saved. I really am. I don't buy it every time now. I don't buy it every time. I should subscribe. Should. I, I will subscribe. I promise, Dan, I will subscribe. I keep I subscribed. You just type. <laughs> something's caught me eye, Fergus. Something's caught me eye. I'm sorry to drift off it. Um, that, 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 put that comment up from Trolls because Trolls is a good friend of the show. Good friend of the show, top man. Put that one up where I kind of disagree a little with you. Not that one, the one underneath it, Fergus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that, that that's one, what I top yeah. it as well. Yeah. This, this is really interesting, right? Because Charles is right. You can be critical about the club and still be a proper supporter. Absolutely, you can. But not today, Charles, is the point I'm making, mate. Not today. Not on the most important game we've probably had for two or three seasons. Don't be critical today. Focus on football. Focus on supporting our club. Them players, you may not think they do, but them, and then it'll be a minute to one chance they spot your post. But them players do have a look at social media. And what they want to see today is 100% positivity. Absolutely 100% positivity. And going back to Arteta, right? I want Arteta to be successful. I'm not going to say I don't want Arteta to be successful ever, ever. Because if, if Arteta's successful, what does it mean? What's the end result of Arteta being successful? The Arsenal's successful. We're back on it again. Because if Arteta's successful, that means his team's successful. And that's where I want to be, right? So not today, Trolls. 
I get it about you can be critical. I've been critical about the Arsenal. If you listen to a few of the podcasts after I come back from Baku, Jesus Christ, man, was I critical. Unbelievably critical. But there was a time for that. The season had ended. We'd played bad, some players had down, and I was critical. But not today. Not today. Don't. It's earlier. It's a massive game. Massive game. I mean, Tom, Tony normally talks a complete and utter load of tripe. But he's right there, right? He's bang on. Bang on about it. You know, it's so important. Stick together. I do love so, you, by the way, Tone, really, as well. He doesn't really. I know he's, he spoke to me privately. He said he's uh, he's not he's not really happy that you're on and he didn't want to come on tonight. And he, he said Mem should stay on instead of him. And I said, <laughs> no, that me and Trent Fergus. have to do this, Pinky and Perky. You know, Fergus, so, Fergus. Fergus, speak to you privately. Speak to you privately. It's enough having to speak to you on here. I'm not speaking to you privately as well. It ain't happening. You get time on here and that is it. Mm. Unless you're buying a beer. We'll see. That, that doesn't happen around you, does it? No, you don't do that sort of Trev, stuff. Trev, in all fairness, <laughs> the conversation I had last night, Fergus just promised to buy me a beer on the first game back. Block five, he's buying me a beer. <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't say so I'll tell you wouldn't. one thing to do. Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. The first thing he does when he buys a pair of trousers is ask his missus to extend the pockets a bit deeper. That's the first thing he does. Uh, now, Tony, what I said is I'll buy you as much beer as you want. There we go. I've got that now, mate. I'm holding you to that. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 Christ, what have I done? What have I done? I've, I've made it official. So you can have one bottle or two bottle of um, horrible Camden or Carling, uh, Carlsberg. Oh, no. Camden's nice. I bet Camden's nice. No. We could, we could have an hour-long debate about the beer quality <laughs> and the food quality in the Emirates Stadium. It's absolutely absolutely shocking dan will have a different experience because he's up in the media thing so he gets all the like um fancy uh the fancy yeah, the sliders and all that sort of, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what is it like wouldn't wouldn't you like to know focus trade secrets mate i can't i can't be dishing out just say it's it's very nice and if you know you're lucky to get the golden ticket oh, i am it's wonderful i've done it once oh, here we go didn't like the caviar. I, to be honest, yeah, I, I got him. I, I, Tone, I got, Tone, I got invited into a box once, mate, right? And I accepted the invitation. It was the most boring day of my life. Never again would I accept an invite. <laughs> I, it was, it was, I got invited. I plenty of plastic fans up there. I got invited into a box by a, um, uh, a local car dealing firm. Um into Highbury uh, over the clock end. And it was just over, we're playing Portsmouth. And it was that game where Perez took, uh, he I think he tripped over his shoelace or whatever, and we got a penalty. And yeah, we, we, and listen, you know, shoelaces come undone, things happen. He didn't dive. No, he wouldn't have done it on purpose at all. We got but lucky last week as well in Villarreal. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, it was uh, lucky we were we, son. If that was Harry Kane, we'd have been at him, wouldn't we? We'd have been at his throat. And in all fairness, I did tweet that because I think if you're going to pipe up about other players, we've, we've also got to be consistent. It's not just, you know, we can't slug off other players yeah, and be exactly. hip. Because then, then you become hypocritical and you, you, you make yourself look a bit of a laughing stock. So I was consistent and I said, look, we were yeah. very, very fortunate. Um, he's not the only one to do it. I don't like it in the modern game. 
Um, but, you know, if it ends up winning us the, the Europa League, I'll take it. Um, last thing I just wanted to really t- touch and talk about is um, there's been ongoing stuff since we spoke last week about the Super League. Uh, there's still three teams that are in the Super League, which is Barcelona, Real Madrid and Juventus, I think. Uh, there may be sanctions against, against them and subsequent sanctions against the teams that left afterwards, but we'll have to see how that works out. The Premier League are trying to put in uh, some rules to prevent clubs going into a new ESL two, um, which are all good talking points. But the main talking point for me was Thierry Henry on Sky Sports. Dan, what, what, what did you make of his um, his eight, nearly nine minute conversation about the pers- perspective? Easy for me to say uh, buyout um, of uh, KSE. Uh, by Daniel Ike and a consortium of Arsenal legends. What did you make of that? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I think there's been a bit more today about kind of the role of, of Henri and the other legends. It's going to be kind of a, an advisory role and nothing more than that. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if it does happen, how much impact they'll be able to have. But, you know, it's, it seems like uh, Daniel Ike and, and, and the Invincibles, the legends, are, are all in with it. So... We'll just have to wait and see what happens. I mean, I think it's going to definitely be a long-term process if it was to go ahead. So, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. And I think they've probably low-balled them with the 1.7, 1.8 billion because the club's worth two. So it's probably going to be somewhere around the two and a half to three billion uh, for Kroenke to actually roll over because he's happy taking it at the minute. Um, where do you see that uh, leaving Arteta, Tony? Um if you did get those invincibles in there, because you've got Burkamp, who's clearly uh, a footballing genius, um, whether he's good enough to be, uh, sorry, I need to use the right phrase, whether he has the qualities to be a manager, I think he could do an awful lot more than just be a manager in in, in a football club. Um, but Vieira clearly has done quite well at um, New York City, and he's uh, had a lot of experience through the the. The, the city, Man City, Manchester City sort of branding thing. Henri hasn't been hugely successful. Does that put Vieira's job, uh, Arteta's job in jeopardy? Um, short term, I don't know. Because um, let's be honest, Thierry spoke uh, about laying foundations, about re- uh, restoring tradition, pride, Arsenal DNA. So I don't think initially silverware would be the top of their agenda. And I know that's going to sound stupid to say for a big club. I don't think silverware is going to be at the top of their agenda. I think it is literally just about re- restoring the DNA, pride, tradition, all back into Arsenal Football Club. Um, they're adamant that they want fans on board. Um, and if you're going to go down that route, straight away you've got a foundation because fans will be back on your side. Um, it's, it's quite strange how they've gone about their business. But in a way, it's quite smart because they know for a fact that by coming out and, uh, and publicly speaking about this, they know that by having three club legends, the fans are automatically going to be on all on their side. Um, mm. Any new owner that comes into the club, we don't know whether it's, it's going to pay off or not. It's a gamble. But I'm, uh, at this precise moment, with we, 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 what chips and what cards, the hand we've got, I'm happy to gamble because we're not going anywhere. We're, we're declining rapidly fast, understand Kroenke. So I'm happy to take that that, that risk and jump. Uh, in terms of roles Tony, for the players... Tony, oh, you, you listened to the conversation that was um, uh, had with the Arsenal fans forum and, and so, some of the other guys, like uh, Chris Wheatley, but some of it up on Twitter. Uh, but when you hear the entire conversation, you can see that Josh is rattled in, in quite a yeah. bit of that. And 
Yeah, and it, and it's good, but I, I I couldn't feel anything. But he was just blowing smoke up, a, a, you know, an orifice, and that was it. He was, yeah, he was, he was trying to appease fans. I don't trust him. I don't like the Cronkies. I don't trust them. Um, there's two two ways you could look at this now with, with Daniel Wecker and and the three legends. This could either be the real kick up the arse that the Cronkies need to put this club back on the map. Personally, I don't think it is. Or they're going to go. Do you know what? There's, there's nothing we can do. We've got to sell. And then it comes down to finding the valuation that both parties can agree on. Now, if it does go to the second, the latter, and it, we do sell the club, it'll either be a really, really quick quick um, sell, or as my guess, which I think it will be the latter, it'll be a long, drawn-out process because I think the Cronkies will haggle and haggle and haggle for the best possible deal. Um, look, no one knows no one knows, you know, what's around the corner, but for me, I would like to gamble I'd like to go with Daniel Weck and, and having three club legends on board, we, you'd like to think they've got the best interest of the club that, you know, going forward, that long-term the yeah. foundations are, are rebuilt. Trev, final thoughts on the Thierry Henry uh, interview, the takeover talk. Yeah. How long do you think it's going to take? The, the first thing is the only, the, the biggest threat to Arteta's job is tonight's game. If Arteta's right. got any common sense, he won't be looking past tonight's game. That's the biggest threat to Arteta's job. Daniel Ek moving in. It's a massive gamble, like as Tony said. As Tony said, it's a massive gamble. But is it going to be any worse than we've already got? I wouldn't have thought so. Omri, Vieira, Bergkamp. To be honest, with their record, with Vieira and Omri's record of managing and running sides, I wouldn't want them any near, anywhere near running the team at the moment. I'd like them in the club as ambassadors. I like them in the club as leaders, but their record as managers doesn't 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 qualify them. They're not good enough to to manage the Arsenal, not at all. So I think there could be good come out of it. And 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 the Tony at the nail on the head. Actually, I hate agreeing with you, but this could be the kick kick up the backside that the Cronkies that the Cronkies have been waiting for. Because you know I don't like Cronkies, right? I don't like them. But at this very moment in time, I would be saying to, to, to whoever we put in charge, whoever's running it there, hang on a minute, we've, we've spent a load of money on players in the last two or three years and, and the return has been zero. The only return we've had from players in the last two or three years is the youngsters coming through. They're our superstars. Anything we bought in has not set, has not set us on fire and we spent lots of money. So I'm not defending Cronky there, but it needs to be said. Right, it needs to be said that we have, I've got to swear, we have pissed money up the wall over the last few years. Right, and that needs to stop. And if Daniel Ek comes in, it ain't going to be all ro roses. It ain't all going to be all roses because he's a businessman as well, but he's an Arsenal fan and we can relate to that. And he's been clever. He's got Omri and, and Bergkamp and Vieira on side and we all love that because they're all our heroes. But none of them's good enough to manage the Arsenal. So either Arteta stays or they bring someone else in and then boys Trev. are ambassadors for me. Trev, just a quick one. Like, no, no, hang on, one second. I, I I made a phone call, a work phone call to somebody today, and he answered the phone. He said, ah, can't, I can't believe you phoned me today. Are you phoning me to congratulate uh, me as a Chelsea fan getting into the Champions League final? And I'm oh, Jesus. I said, yeah, yeah, well done. Come on, City sort of thing. And I said, but I, I said to him, I said, you know what? And the, the conversation went in about KSE and, and Cronkies. And I said to him that I'd spoken to Josh the other day and and, and, and that sort of thing. And um, I said, to, the only thing 
no, 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 no. It, it, that wasn't what I was trying to do. But what, what, what I, I, I was saying was that um, I didn't like, and I said this to the guy, I said I didn't like the fact that Abramovich came in and bought 15 titles since 20, uh, 15 uh, trophies since 2004. Man City have come in and uh, doped football by having a country own them. But the one thing that you can give some credit to Abramovich about is he actually supports and loves the club. He's a football fan and he's also a Chelsea fan. Absolutely. So for, for for that, you've got to go... He's okay, got a massive uh, vested interest in Chelsea Football Club now. It's part of his life. Obviously, apart from the visa issues he's had recently, he's, he's there pretty much every single game, come rain or shine, he's there. And, and you can tell that he, he cares about Chelsea. And I know people don't like the way he goes about his business. But that's ultimately because he cares. He's ruthless because he wants Chelsea Football Club to be at the top of the map and succeed. And at the end of the day, Arsenal fans are a bit hypocritical because we all sit there moaning about Cronkies. But we'd all we'd all jump into the Chelsea situation. If we chopped and changed our managers every sort of 18 months but was winning the trophies they did, we wouldn't care. We wouldn't care about our longevity, you know, loyalty and that. Because that's not what it's about. It's about good days. The only thing I would say to that is as much as I want that, I, will, I wouldn't want us to lose our identity. Now, that, I think our identity has been lost in the last couple of years. And I'd like, this is this is why the Omri interview the other day did excite me. It did sort of send, you know, my hair stood up on the back of my neck because I thought, you're talking, are you talking a good game or is it generally what you want? Because if it's generally what you want, I'm all for it. I'll jump in too, Pete. Hmm. Dan, final word, and then we'll do score predictions for tonight. Oh, do we? Should we do score predictions? Yeah, of course. Yeah, hurry up now, Fergus. Just kick off in a minute. Now, come yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. If you shut up, we could have done like ages ago, but you kept on going on and on and on. Go on, Dan. Uh, Fergus, anything shut to up. add on this matter and give us your uh, score prediction? Um, I don't really have any. I think, yeah, you boys have, have covered it brilliantly. Uh, in terms of my score prediction, I'm going to go 2 0 Arsenal. Tony. Uh, head says one thing, heart says another. But being a following Arsenal for them, obviously all my life, there's something that's telling me it's written in the stars for us to win three two tonight. Um, you know, we'll go oh, one nil down, no. go go one nil down, three one up, and then the eighty eighth minute they go and nick an away goal. It's just I, I don't know because I, I've been hurt so many times over the years. I can just see it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Who invited him on do. the show? <laughs> Sometimes you've got to be a little bit realistic as much as I want us to listen. If, if we turn up, we, we we win tonight comfortably and I, I've got no problem about that. But it's just Arsenal over the years have let me down um, and I can just see us glorious in failure and all that crap again. So you're going 3-2. Trev, uh, since you're so keen to get out of here, uh, what's your score? 4-0. Of course it's 4-0. I'm an Arsenal <laughs> fan. I'm not like that big Tony. I'm not a negative bloke like him. Look, that's what he's drunk. That's what it is. 4-0 to the Arsenal. 3-0 at half-time. Cruising. Manage the second half. Win it 1-0. Move on. And keep off social media before and during the game. Be positive. Be positive. Don't get on their backs. The Arsenal. That's Look, a I, can, I just cut, can I just cut you up? To let the world know, if we win 3-0 or 4-0 tonight, Trevor will not buy a beer on the first game of the season back. Hallelujah. No, he never you, does anyway, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 he goes, 
he, he goes to the Bedford because nobody else goes there, and that's it, you know. So listen, um, I have got a hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on, no, 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 don't you move on now, Fergus? You ain't giving me that crap, and then moving on, son. I always stand my round, me always, always. I can't, I'm speechless, I'm speechless, but I've just seen. My mate Ruth Beck pop up on the comments. I love you, Ruth. Thank you. I've got the pictures this week, Ruth. They're wonderful again. I'm not looking at your website anymore, though, because it costs me too much money and I've got no room on my wall. And I can't speak anymore, Ruth, because Fergus is – I'm speechless. I'm absolutely speechless with Fergus. And, long and, and if anybody's looking at this, if anybody's looking at the screen, you can see that Ruth Beck's bit of art on there. She's got her estate site. Just Google Ruth Beck art. Also, I did show it earlier. The pictures that um, uh, who's the artist that the uh, the, the the Gunner have? Uh, they're, they're doing uh, a Carl. whole lot of merch. Carl, yeah, yeah. Carl, Carl is doing some other bits and pieces. Carl, but, the Gunner yeah. fanzine. Yeah, support. Gooners, support Carl, support Ruth. Guys, listen, um, enjoy the game. Uh, you know, um, only one thing left to say. Up the oh, I said 2 0, by the way, to the Arsenal. Up the arse. <laughs> You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.